What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 384 of the show. I'm really excited for you to all listen to this episode because this is actually one of my really good friends now. Um, we had only just met a couple months prior to recording this. I got to learn so much about him. We have so much in common and we're just entrepreneurs like crazy. Um, just a little shout out. You'll be able to hear me talk a bit about his food trucks, etc. If you're somebody who is like looking to build a food truck or you're looking for food truck connection connections, Patrick's actually your dude. So if you need me to connect you, I would love to connect you to my friend Patrick. He is just an absolute gem and I am so thankful that we are connected and so aligned. I think you're going to hear a lot of stuff in this episode. You're just going to love, 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 love our interview. I obviously have a soft spot for people who come from nothing and build themselves to something. And that is certainly what Patrick has done with his food truck business. I want to give a thank you and a shout out to those of you who keep posting this podcast in your stories as my social media is still trying to get a little, you know, kind of come back from the dead, if you will. It means a lot. All my algorithms and stuff are way, way down. And so those of you who remain loyal to everything and all the sharing, it does mean a lot. It does, 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 does. I don't know why I keep repeating myself in this intro. But anyway, this is episode 384 and I'm going to go ahead and read a five-star review from somebody who took the time out of their day to, to not only screenshot this, review it, put in their story, but also leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify and subscribe. And that today is Seattle Low Carb Girl, five stars, such an inspiration. Jesse Lee is such an inspiration to me. I've been in a holding pattern in my business, not really understanding how to implement things. I ran across one of her trainings and I was instantly hooked. You can tell by listening to her that she pours her heart and soul into everything she does. I think it's amazing that she goes above and beyond for everyone and wants everyone to fulfill their dreams. This lady's absolute fire. You will not regret listening to this podcast at all. I just want to personally say thank you, Jesse Lee. Thank you guys. I love you and I appreciate you. And uh, if I'm a little off social media and you're listening live to this episode, well, that is because I'm actually filming a big TV show. So I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. If you're a local, um, for sure, I'll come say hi or you can come say hi or we'll figure it out. But love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And uh, thanks for all the shares and subscriptions and reviews. You're the best. Let's go again. Woo-hoo! All right, Patrick. Awesome. What's going on, my friends? I am doing awesome. I hope you are too. I love your energy. I'm bringing the energy to be at your level. I've been following you for a long time, since ever since we met. And I know you've done some amazing things. And I want you to share your story with our listeners. Cool. I love it. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on here. You're very inspiring to me. I know you're like, you're the food truck guy. And I like food trucks. So I knew that when I met you, I was like, Patrick is going to be my homeboy. I basically knew right away. So anyway, um, my name is Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag boss Lee. You can call me um, well, yeah, those are your options, Jesse Lear Bosley. And uh, I grew up in a really small country town in Middletown, Maryland. It's Western Maryland area. And uh, I just, I grew up in the family that just didn't have anything. So I don't know who can relate to that. But for me, it was difficult. You too, you can relate. See, now that's interesting you say that because I find that it's, it tends to be people that really had a bad childhood that either are super successful or they just follow in the path of their parents. Like there's, it doesn't seem to be like a middle ground. So I love that you also had, nope. so now I need to know more about you too. I'm very excited, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I grew up with nothing. I was the kid that, you know, got made fun of for not having the right clothes, not having the right, uh, you know, food at lunch. If there was even food at lunch, I was the kid that couldn't go on field trips. Like it sucked. And I'm really grateful for that because that made me not so much know 
what my why was. You know, a lot of people in personal development are like, what's your why? What's your deep-rooted why? And I'm like, I don't know. But I can very clearly tell you what I don't want. Very clearly. Because I lived it for so long. And I never wanted to go back to that. So that's how I started in all of this. Ten years ago, um, after graduating college, I was I was still struggling. So this whole glorification I like to call it of the education system and glorification of nine to fives and glorification of going broke every two weeks oh it's okay it's good debt what are you talking about like this glorification of being broke uh I just I was like this is this is not the life for me and so long story short you too I love all this hand raising this is good this is good stuff Patrick this is good stuff um, I decided to just dip my toe in entrepreneurship, not thinking that I was an entrepreneur, which is obviously a really popular how, word. How long ago? 10 years. How long ago? When did years. you start? Um, 2011, January 7th, 2011. I bought my first starter package in, uh, in at-home business. I just Googled at-home businesses that make the most money. Like nobody pitched me on anything. Oh. And I think nobody pitched me on anything because again, I wasn't popular. I was not liked. I was not... You know, the the it girl. I wasn't the girl at the big network that you would reach out to and be like, oh my God, we want Jesse Lee. No, you no, know, I wasn't your prospect, okay? Uh, nobody was talking to me about it. And uh, so I just Googled it and I, I went to the trainings. I showed up. I started personally developing because I was a hot mess express. And um, at 26, I made my first million uh, in the, that year. And then, uh, it's been crazy ever since. So it's, it's changed. It's evolved. Obviously I'm leaving out a million details, but, um, when, I, when did you know that you were on the right path though? How did you know that what you were doing? Cause I can imagine starting from zero in a network marketing business mm-hmm. can have a lot of disappointments from the start. You get a lot of no's. <sighs> yeah. Um, do it. Again, this kind of goes back to having bad childhoods. I'm going to guess you're the same with this. When people go, oh my God, everybody is telling me no. I'm like, A, who is everybody? You're a liar. Not everybody is telling you no. You're not talking to everybody. You literally just told me that if you're scared of the word no, you were a coddled little spoiled baby. (laughs) Like to some level. Because the word no to me never... It never bothered me the way that it bothers a lot of my team members, a lot of my prospects, a lot of the people, a lot of my salespeople in my traditional businesses I own now. Somebody tells them no. They're like, "Uh, oh, they said no to the membership. They said no to the upsell. So what? I said, can I get ice cream from the truck? It's a dollar. No. Can I go on the field trip? No. Can I get this pack of gum? No. Can I? No. 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 Can I have a second? No. There are no second helpings. No. I was told no. Can I have a birthday party? No. Can I? No. Do I get a birthday cake? No. Do I? Can I have a friend over? No. Where where are they going to fit in the house? No. I was told no my whole childhood. So when I started telling people in the business or asking people, hey, like, will you support me in this? They say no. Or, you know, would you like to try to do what I do? Because the future is looking really bright, even though I didn't know what that meant. I was just saying it, right? No. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, who's next? Whatever. So I trained this because it's the truth. I got my first 16 no's in probably 20 minutes. Day one. I went to my full-time job. I was working in a pathology lab. And I was like, huh. I could probably get some people to, you know, try the product, try the product, try the product, try the product, right? I thought that, oh, everybody will want to try. Everybody's going to see what I see. Everybody, right? And I went, like, cubicle to cubicle. And no, 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 no. And I didn't even get a yes. Number 17, he was down in the lab. He said, maybe my girlfriend will do, will, will buy some of that stuff. And I went, 
a maybe. I like a maybe. A maybe's not a no. Uh, but when I, I mean, I don't know when I had like a moment that I realized, oh, I could really do this. But, um, you know, I, I do remember my first in-home event. I remember being there in front of people, not knowing what I was doing. I gave away way too much free stuff. Um, my my presentation rambled on and on and on and on and on. I talked people's ears off. You know, they probably purchased from me just to shut me up. Um, <laughs> but I made money. And for somebody who, you know, basically there, my car squeaked its way in the dryer. You heard me coming, right? Um <laughs> to be that person and you know I was basically pitching the dream looking like a nightmare and it was working you know I would I would I would learn little things I'd park further away I'd park around a block I'd I'd you know kind of sneak in the party I'd have my one outfit that I would wear to every single thing because it was the only thing that was you know uh business casual or whatever because I couldn't afford you know whatever and uh I I don't know I think geez it, it, it happened pretty fast I think that I realized, wow. no, you could make something out of this. I didn't think I'd be this. Like, don't get it twisted. Uh, and I'm still evolving, just like you are. You know, it, there's a different iteration of Jesse Lee every four months or so. So if you haven't seen me in four months, we got to meet again because I'm different. Um, but I knew something was different. I knew that there was at least hope. And I tell people all the time, the best entrepreneurs are hope dealers. You know, who are you giving hope to? Because it's a different way. And most people never exactly. get that they never see it that different way because we're so, quite frankly, brainwashed by mainstream media into thinking you're supposed to work 50 years and die. You're supposed to go uh, more and more broke. You're supposed to struggle. We're told these things. These things are normalized. They're glamorized, like I said. They're glorified. They're It's, it's the norm that I don't understand. You don't have to struggle, mm -hmm. and I don't think enough people understand. You're literally choosing to struggle by doing nothing and changing. So... I don't know how you feel about that, but that's definitely how I feel well, about that. Well, I to share a little bit of my story. I mm -hmm. want to focus on you because you bring so much passion and value. And I know our listeners are going to gain a ton of actionable items that they can do. But again, I mean, I was a nine to five. I went to school. I got my degree. I was a corporate. I scaled the corporate ladder, but I never really did more than was necessary to become me, to become I was always doing it for someone else. It was basically just, hey, <clears throat> Patrick over there, he's a vice president of commercial banking. And I was broke. Uh -huh. I was paycheck to paycheck. I Going to Sam's Club Christmas time was anxiety for me. I, I would get anxious. I'm, I have a family of six. I was fired. That was my <clears throat> saving point. Me too. being let go. Do I you got know that? fired a week, a week before Christmas, 2017. I got fired Bro. too. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. Yeah, because I thought that this was just like a little, like supplemental income thing. People ask me all the time, like, why do you, why did you become a full time entrepreneur? And I'm like, I got fired. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then it was uh, 2000. It was 2011, and it wasn't like the recession, but there was an economic dip in 2011 mm -hmm. and 2012, and people mm -hmm. were not hiring new college grads. So, like, I made it to a final round of an interview. I thought, okay, I got fired. I'm about to get this job. I didn't get the job. And I went full-time entrepreneur. That's funny because, you know, I got fired. The first thing I tried to do was get another job. Yeah, same. That's the first reaction. And so, broke, family of five, completely broke. Like, 500 bucks in the bank account. I didn't yep. know how I was going to pay rent. Um, $50,000 in credit card debt. And um, 
crying in my car. I remember thinking to myself, what the fuck have I done to my family? Not even myself, right? What the hell have I done to put my family in this position? Mm. That's when everything changed. It just clicked. So obviously um, those types of situations are what causes people to change. It has to be something dramatic sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're doing this because a lot of people need to learn that it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Right. Yeah, learn learn from us because we're we're apparently stubborn and hard headed. We had to basically hit rock bottom. Exactly. <laughs> Don't be like us. So start something now. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I was the same way. I was gonna get evicted. I had to pay three hundred dollars. I read that story. Uh-huh. Right. And it wasn't a joke. It wasn't like, oh no, you can. Okay, that's fine. Just wait till there was no wait till next month. Oh no 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 no. It was like if you literally don't pay that, like I was going to be homeless. Like proper homeless. So what and did you I didn't have to do? A, I didn't what have was a the first card. thing you did? Uh, so <laughs> it's funny because I don't think I would have ever, I definitely would have never taken the profession I chose initially seriously. But the person who was asking me for more for the rent money, um, who owned the house, obviously, she's like, well, maybe you should just start one of those at home businesses. And my response was, <laughs> what? Like Avon, like that's literally what I said. Oh, no. I literally said what, like Avon, and she goes, <clears throat> "Yeah, I don't know, like Avon, yeah." And I was like, "Oh my god, she's being serious." And I thought these were scams. So then in my mind, I'm like, "Well, maybe I can scam somebody to make three hundred dollars at least." <laughs> like, okay, you know, uh, and then get, you know, I don't know, and then maybe I'll have a job. You know, by the end of next, like, I still have this job thing in my mind. I'm right. like, like, I'm clearly not a great employee. You know, I'm, I'm a kid. My work ethic is, uh, is the strongest I've ever seen, you know, uh, but not really for other people. I can build my own right. dreams, but I'm not very, I mean, I don't know. I'll do that bare minimum. Like you were talking about, like, I will get the job done, but I'm, I'm not going to put some pep in my step. You know, I'm a, I'm a crawl my way to the bare minimum. You pay me 35 grand a, uh, a year. Man, I'm not going to move that fast. I got sloth on right now, okay? Uh, but no, I mean, it was just, it was it was literally a Google search. And I don't know, I don't know, because Airbnb didn't exist, and Uber didn't exist, and DoorDash didn't exist, and uh, Turo didn't exist, and all of these little gig economy things didn't exist in 2011. I didn't have, um, I don't know that there were, there definitely weren't as many things going on, and so it was just, like, thank God. Thank God she said that. Thank God I Googled. All of it is just a big, giant thank God. Because when you're that desperate, I think people don't understand, you know, because there's this thing I see where people go, you know, I'm, I'm on my hands and knees praying. And, you know, I tell God, you know, give me a cake mm. or whatever. Um, you may, you've probably heard this before. Like, oh, I've been praying for this cake. And God literally hands you uh, the flour. And the baking soda and the baking powder and puts sugar on your doorstep and gives you cocoa powder and gives you whatever else goes in a cake. Eggs and water and oil and whatever. And you're literally mad at God for not giving you a cake when all you needed to do was take your freaking spoon and stir. And I feel like that with entrepreneurship. It's like people literally have signs screaming at them, especially on social media. It's like, why am I on your for you page? Why am I on your I Instagram? Why did I show up on your Facebook? Uh, maybe here's your sign. Stop doing the same crap that is making your life miserable. 
Like, it's okay if you're broke this month. It's okay if you're broke next month. But how many months are you going to keep being broke and making the same freaking choices and the same freaking excuses when here's your sign? You prayed for a cake. I gave you the ingredients. Are you going to put it in the oven? Or are you just going to look at a bunch of ingredients? I love that. I love that because I say it when I, when I go back and think about the start, I call it the day I woke up and started listening. That's what I call it because I just started listening. You start to listen to the things that are out there and there are opportunities. And I just started taking advantage of them. You know, like one small little opportunity. Hey, come sell a food truck for me. I'll pay you a thousand dollars per food truck. Bro, I, two days into that business, I sold my first food truck because I was desperate. I needed <laughs> to sell a food truck to pay rent. Yes. Well, so what did I do? I went into Facebook. I went into <clears throat> Facebook Marketplace. I put up ads. Every free Facebook thing that I could do to generate some leads. And I'm a sales guy at heart. I love connecting with people. I love talking. Yep. So what? And I just it just happened. It went bam. And what did that lead to? Owning my own food truck manufacturing company. And, and, and it's all because I started to take action and listen to the universe. Now, I have had a shift in my relationship with money. And I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day. Patrick. And I heard you speak about it. And I want you to share how your relationship with money has evolved over time. Because growing up poor, right? Getting a lot of no's, not being able to spend what we want um, can cause a negative relationship with how we relate to money. So I would love for you to speak on that if you can. Yeah. I don't know what I said in the past, but I'm going to say what's on my heart. So I love that you mentioned intuition. I love that you mentioned energy. I love all these things because you, like, I don't mean to, I'm going to keep harping on you because I love you. But it's like you saw opportunity where others see obstacles. And that is so key to being successful at anything. You know, in the timeliness of seeing, oh my God, food trucks. You couldn't have known it was going to explode. You couldn't have known that now everybody's like, line up the food trucks. There's an event down at the star or whatever. Now, like, I mean, I drive past, I send you photos like, oh my God, Patrick, the food trucks are out. Or whatever. Like, I mean, I just, who knew, you know? So I think sometimes people are just so stuck in the olden day, like their olden days that they don't see yeah. the changes that are necessary. And if you want to be relevant, you've got to see those changes. And, um, that's so awesome that you saw that. And, and, uh, you, you approach that money for me has like, it was not, it was not a good relationship for such a long time. Um, because all I knew was scarcity. Mm. All I knew was what, so many of our parents say like, you know what I knew for sure? I knew for sure money didn't grow on trees. <laughs> okay. I knew for sure money was only for specials, you know, uh, not like you, Jesse Lee, but it's for those other people. I knew that for sure. Okay. I knew for sure that some people, uh, some people were lucky for absolutely. I knew that luck is just luck. Luck is why you make money. Okay. I knew, uh, that there's a limited amount of money in the world. I knew all of these horrible things. I knew for sure growing up that, um, what are you doing with the windows open? What are you doing with the doors open? Are we cooling down the state of Texas? Like, what are you doing? Are you heating the state of Texas? What are you doing? Like what? Like I I remember all of it. All of it. And I think more people than not need, by the way, if anybody misses that on the podcast, that's a joke. Okay. That is called satire. I am joking. It's sarcasm. Okay. I'm being facetious. All right. It's a joke. It's a, it's a piece of freaking paper. It actually does grow on a tree. Okay. It's a piece (laughs) of paper. 
paper with some flipping ink on it, right? We're the ones who give it power. We're the ones who give it value. They can go print a trillion dollars today. Literally, you can print whatever they want all day, every day. So, um, and I, you know, I just, it, things had to shift. Things had to shift for me uh, mentally. I had to stop thinking that there were, were limited resources. I had to stop thinking. Uh, it's, I had to quit my stinking thinking. I don't know who said yeah. that, but I know it's like a popular <laughs> personal development thing. I had to quit my stinking thinking. I had to stop yeah. with those, those falsehoods. I had to start getting more comfortable being uncomfortable with money. Something that I learned, I don't remember when, that I, that I learned was that whatever you're feeling scarcity around, you need to give it away. Mm. So like I had scarcity around money. I had to start giving more. And so people are like, why are you always buying people bags? Why are you always buying people, uh, you know, dinner? Why do you literally, I have this thing with homeless people. I I love to do, I like to tell people. So hopefully more people do it. Um, cause you don't know why they're homeless. Quit judging people. Right. I go in my wallet and I don't know what bill I'm going to grab, whatever bill I grab, it could be a hundred dollar bill. A lot of times it is. I will literally give it to them. I don't care. Right. I'm giving it away. And I was doing that. I remember one time I did it. And it was a $20 bill. This is like eight years ago. I was like, <gasps> <coughs> <coughs> I'm like oh, my God. But I felt so good. And what you give, you get back. Right. It's just a reciprocal law of the universe. And that's right. for me. Now it's time. Time is my most scarce resource. I give time away. But, um, you know, you just got to you got to start to put yourself in more abundant situations. You cannot grow if you're not spending now that could be educational. I don't know mm-hmm. if you heard me say this, but my, my first, my biggest life-changing event, my biggest life-changing event, I went to an event that was for six figure earners, six figure annual earners. And I was like, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's me. Like, I was like, Ooh, I'm so good. I'm like, this is me. Okay. Um, I had to check the ego as well, but we weren't there yet in, in my personal development. So I went to this event and uh, I felt really good about myself, but I will tell you, I didn't want to go. And I didn't want to go because I saw the ticket price was $750. And I was just a six figure earner. That's yeah. a lot of money. Like still, if you tell me $750, I'm like, damn. I mean, I'll do it. I mean, it's not going to break my bank, but I'm still like, Ooh, you know, Hey, Whoa. <laughs> All right. And, um, so it took some convincing And somebody said, hey, it could be the event that changes your life. People are changed at events. Okay, whatever. So I go to this event and this might be the story you've heard, but I sat there and in the first five minutes, this guy's talking about how, you know, stand up if you're making six figures a year. The whole room is standing, you know, and he's like, stay standing if you're making 250 a year and like the whole room standing 500, 750, a million. And at a million dollars a year in a room of like 400 people, there's over a hundred mm-hmm. people standing. Wow. And I'm like, oh, come on. And I'm looking around. There's 18 year old kids. I mean, I use the word kids because that's a child. Okay. When did you sit? So you sat down after like, what, I sat down at 250 because I had made, <laughs> I had made 33,000 the month before. And I'm like, I haven't made 250 yet, but I'm gonna make 250 because mathematically speaking. <laughs> all right. So I, and I didn't want to sit. I didn't want to sit on the first one. Right. So I'm like looking around, all these people, didn't matter, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, you name it, they're all standing. You know, old, young, middle-aged, whatever, they're standing. Don't speak English, they're standing. And I'm like, and that was probably my first introduction to Jesse Lee. The Mm. money issue is in your freaking head. 
Right. You've got to get better. Because if these people in this room are making that kind of money and they're your peers, get it together, sister. Get it together. And I just decided to be a student because I understand how money works now. The way you make more money is you become a better version of yourself. So that's why I said this iteration of Jesse Lee, this April 15th, 20, is today tax day? Yeah. April 15th, 2021. Okay. Barfola. All right. We hate taxes. (laughs) Taxes suck. It's May 15th. Yeah. Whatever. It's all the same. It's all the days of terrorism. So anyhow, anyway, all right. The, 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 the level in which you are making an income, the iteration I'm at right now, I'm making the amount of money in accordance to the value I offer to the world. Right. Period. So do you. So does everybody who listens to this. And if you don't like it, you better start to become a better version of you. You need to learn how. How do you become a better version of Jesse Lee? So for me. A better version from yesterday. What do you do? Like, there are people who literally complain about money. When was the last time you read a book? When was the last time you understood energy? When was the last time you understood that everything that your mind sees and believes it can actually conceive? That's Mm -hmm. real. When was the last time you wrote down, literally pen to paper, where you want to be in five years, ten years, this year? When was the last time you wrote down the kinds of people you want to attract into your business? When was the last time you said out loud that you are going to have, you, not even that you're going to, I have multiple successful streams of income that flow abundantly to me? You're going to feel like a weird, strange little witch. That's fine. But the crazy thing is when you start to see yourself as a different version of yourself, your brain literally reverse engineers the steps necessary. Right? How do you have a conversation with other multimillionaires? You got to learn how they talk. You got to learn how they walk. You got to learn how they show up. You got to get to the events. You know what? You're like, I am nowhere near that. How do I get around a multimillionaire? Uh, hi, I make millions and millions of dollars a year. Me, Jesse Lee. Jesse Lee Ward, millions of dollars a year in multiple streams of income. No, you cannot come to my house. What you can do, you can follow every single thing I do on social media. You can look at how I talk. You can look at how I walk. You can walk, you can look at my consistency. How freaking consistent is that woman? Uh, very. You can see the kinds of people I spend time around. You can see how I dress. You don't have to, like, this is literally $5, so don't freak out, okay? Uh, and, and I'll buy you one, Patrick. I know you want my jumpsuit, okay? It'll look so good on you, okay? <laughs> like, how do I carry myself? What is the posture of somebody that is as successful as you want to be? What kinds of things are they doing, right? If I put a photo every day, which I do, in my Instagram story of a pat, uh, a passage of a book I'm reading, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you should read it and go, oh, so she's reading every day. She's developing every day. She's having conversations. There's an alarm that goes off on my phone every single day. And all it says is, who is the high level person you reached out to today? And the reason that goes off is A, it's a good reminder. Like, who are you spending your time with? Because you're going to become like the five people you spend your most time with. So again, unfollow the broke people, unfollow the sad people, unfollow the miserable people, unfollow the the whatever people that give you anxiety, make you feel this small, follow better people, okay? But I look at that alarm go off and I go, okay, I got to message somebody. (laughs) And I think about who I want to message. And I think to myself, How do I have, the word I love to use is, the audacity to message that person? Yeah. What value can I add to them? So then I have to go, oh, okay, did you read today? Like, do you have something to contribute to them today? Or are you just going to harass them? Mm. And then I go, Jesse Lee, get your face in a book. Jesse Lee, get get on it. Get that personal development going, girl. Like, 
I make sure to offer value so that those people want to be part of my life as well. And that little, that little, who did you reach out to today? Holy smokes. The amount of people that I'm like, Hey, you want to go to lunch? You know, I, or, you know, I've got something, whatever it is. Hey, you get the point. Um, it just shifts in my brain. So you have to be that better version of yourself. It's the concept of the thermometer, right? Like you've got to raise the temperature in which your development is in order to actually earn more. And I think too many people are like, no, I like who I am. Okay. Do you really? A lot of people actually don't. It's amazing. Like the majority of people are stuck. I was stuck. You were stuck. And we broke through and we, you know, you remind me of Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn, I listen to him on a daily basis. Stop it. See, now, don't stop it. You stop it right now. You are complimenting me and you don't even know. That is one of my, that is one of my mentors for sure. He's obviously passed away, but. Yep. He's awesome. I love the way he speaks. I love the way he says things. And. um, Oh my, I have a moment. I have a moment. I have a moment. Patrick, stop it. Thank you. That's so nice. And so one of the biggest things that's works for me. And it's uh, it's a tool that I don't think that people use enough, <clears throat> or but people like me and you probably do. I practice gratitude every single day. Yes. As soon as my eyes open up, the first thing I do is give thanks for whatever is happening around me. Like I just got, I'm dealing with COVID. I got COVID. Whatever. Um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to deal with this bullshit. You know, <laughs> how, how, what am I? Am I gonna make the? How am I gonna make the best of it? The next two weeks while I'm at home. Um, even though I, I mean, it'll sit you on your ass. I don't know if you know that, but it will from one time to the next, it'll like knock you out. I don't know. I don't know nothing about COVID personally, but I believe it. (laughs) But anyways, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like during, as soon as the whole pandemic thing started, my first reaction was, thank you. What do we do now? Okay. How do I use this as an opportunity to grow? How do I come out the other end of this better than I was before? Yes. Right. So. I love that. And, um, you know, I, I think Jim Rohn might have been the one to say it. Bob Proctor says it all the time as well. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Crap. What did you just say? Oh, yeah. You cannot be upset. You cannot be angry. You mm-hmm. cannot be miserable. You cannot be sad when you are in a state of gratitude. Absolutely. And so when you're having those moments of anxiety or depression or why me? Well, Go to those places of, you have breath in your lungs. You know, you have a roof over your head. You have internet. You live in America or in a somewhere good enough to whatever. You know, whoever's listening, I'm sure it's an international audience. Like, there's so many more blessings than not. And I think too many people take their entire lives into a negative place. And they don't understand that when you're in an a, a negative energy spot, you spread that like flipping wildfire. So more people than not should start their days with gratitude. And when I get in a place where, I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you, by the way. When I get in a place where I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind. Patrick, I'm going to freak out on these people. (laughs) I stop, I pull out a journal, and I write down what I'm grateful for. And if everybody would, if you get nothing else from this podcast, start doing that, your life will shift. It's an impossibility. Your life will not shift if you start being grateful for what you actually have. If most mm-hmm. people, know, I don't remember the percentages, but most people in our world live off of less than a dollar a day. Less than a dollar a and day. I, I'm originally from Nicaragua. I don't know if you knew that. <gasps> Stop it. I love Nicaragua. Where? Mom. Where in Nicaragua? Come on now. I'm from, I was born in Managua. Wow. Um, so it's a, it's a third world country, one of the poorest in the Western Hemisphere. 
I didn't grow up dirt poor. We were middle class, Nicaraguan middle class. Yeah. Um, and I was exposed to extreme poverty for my entire life, pretty much half of it at least. Yeah. But when you live there, it just like, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it like becomes normalized because we see extreme poverty every single day there. Yes. And it just becomes normalized. It's like normal. It's like, okay, well, they're poor. I'm not, you know, but what I'm trying to say is not even that created enough perspective for me when I got out to go out and get more. But now that I have changed the way that I see money, the way that I that, the way that I see relationships and value relationships like ours, for example, I know that I have to give back. So I'm focused on making sure that I grow my business today, right? Yep. To be the biggest food truck manufacturing business in the world. Let's go. Because that's gonna that's gonna help me support Nicaraguan families through our nonprofit, through the baseball academy, etc. So not only can you change for yourself, but you do it for others because it helps you level up. I want to ask you, Jesse Lee, what's next for you? What is next <laughs> for Boss Lee? What are you working on? What there? Everybody's <clears throat> working on a dream, and it's a persistent. I mean, it's a consistent pursuit. I want to know what you're working on, what your dreams are. Share that with us. First of all, now I'm like, I want to go buy a food truck. I want to save babies. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're pulling on my heartstrings. What are you doing? What kind of food truck? Can we have like a meat food truck? I only eat meat, Patrick. So we're going to have to... We're going to have to get a meat truck, okay? Okay. Do you like Brazilian steakhouses? Do I like Brazilian steakhouses? Yes, but I really only like like picanha is my is my jam so like i go i'm like just keep it just keep it coming just keep that picanha coming That's so what just I get a we'll make a food truck and just bake both solely on picanha oh my god i'm like sweating i'm getting excited so up next for jesse lee is the picanha <laughs> the picanha food truck i'm so down with that uh no no i'm like we should really talk about this so um no what's next for me it's interesting because i um i feel like a crazy witch sometimes like I went to mm-hmm. Italy and uh, they go, oh, strega pazza, strega pazza. Literally means crazy witch because everything I say comes true. So um, for me, you know, it's, it's, it's always more. So my goal with my main business, and I talk about my main business a lot because I think something more business owners need to know is it's great to diversify. And obviously I'm diversified, um, but the more diversified you are, you need to make sure you protect your golden goose. So as much as I have other stuff going on, people are often like, what are the other businesses? I'm like, I don't even talk about it. And they're like, why not? I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. I have other streams of income. I don't care about them the way I care about my golden goose. Uh, And I think more investors need to need to think like that because you can really multiply by focusing and doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on one thing. So uh, this business, my my golden goose produces about $10 million in sales a month. And my goal is to have that at 20 million by December, which will thereby double. It'll more than double my income in that stream of income, actually, just based off of how things are structured. So that is my big goal with that. And, um, I'm well on my way. I'm 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 in monster mode. <laughs> I'm in like a uh, <laughs> mode with that, which is great. Uh, but on top of that, I'm 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 interested in starting to monetize a lot of my actual skill sets. So I'm in talks of stuff with you know masterminds in general, um, courses and things of that nature. Monetizing things like the podcast because my podcast is now at three million downloads, which is so cool. How that exploded! I'm like, oh my goodness, thank you. It's crazy. 
Um, but then I'm also just continuing to diversify. You know, I'm somebody who at 32 years old is, has a massive, massive source of liquid income. And so understanding and then learning more, you know, staying here, I'll answer it like this, really. The future for me is you have to understand where the future is going. If you're somebody listening to this and you have capital to do stuff with, you have got to start living in the future. You have to, you know, like if you would have told like, okay, let's talk about Bitcoin for a quick second. Thank God I have Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, oh, like two years, two years ago. Okay. So I've had it for a while. I don't have enough because I mean, how do you have enough? You dancing over there. Like, Patrick's got Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> like, and I mean, it's nothing until you sell it anyway. So like, I don't even know why we get so excited about it. But like when, when, when Bitcoin first came out, I remember hearing about it and being like, no way. Like, that is no way. That is so stupid, right? Like, there's literally no way. It's real. Well, it's a you trend know? that you can't stop. So the sooner <clears throat> you can get on, right. you're going to Well, gonna that's just an example. Like, I'm just saying, right. like, NFTs or whatever. It's like, people, you have to see, you have to start paying attention to what's mm -hmm. going on. You cannot keep living in areas of your life where you're super comfortable and nothing stretches you. It's never yeah. going to serve you. I just want more people yeah. to hear that. So mm -hmm. I'm always keeping my eyes open. I'm always keeping my ears open. I'm always, I'm looking at, I look at probably, probably an average of three pitch decks a day, you know, because I know for me, I'm playing for legacy. You have mm. babies. I don't have them yet. I'm excited. I'm definitely, I'm, I, I got to get pregnant here soon. This is ridiculous. No, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's in the future too, for sure. But it's like, I am playing for legacy. Who am I leaving a, 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 a legacy behind for? Who am I playing for? Uh, and I don't want just, I don't want to just be rich. Rich, who cares? What is rich? I, want, I don't right. even just want to be wealthy. I want right. generational wealth. Like I hear your babies. I hear a baby or something, right? Like what are you leaving behind? Not only for them, but for right. me, I'm thinking about generations I'll never meet. And something mm -hmm. I say, and people always laugh when I say it, I'm like, why aren't you, you know, the George Washington of your family? Why aren't you the Pocahontas of your family? And all I mean by that is when people go to elementary school, I don't know if it was like this in Nicaragua, but when people go to school, they brag so much about who that they are related to, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, my great, great aunt was Amelia Earhart. My great, great uncle's Napoleon Bonaparte. I'm related to... Sacagawea like everyone has this person and I just challenge people be that person for your family why is yep. it you can't tell me your like why can't you tell me your great-grandmother's name did she so we're gonna be we are gonna be the people they say right your kids are gonna say hey or your grandkids or their cousins or hey yes. I was related to I'm, Jesse Lee yes yes <laughs> Jesse Lee was my aunt right right exactly that's legacy and that lives on forever. Something, uh, again, I think it's Jim Rohn. <laughs> that he says is he's like, there's two times that you die. The first time you die is the day your physical state leaves the earth. Mm. The second is the last time somebody says your name. And I think about that a lot. Because I think about, like, when I'm doing something like this, I know we're having a conversation with friends. Like, this lives forever. 
There is going to be somebody who watches this whose name I'll never know because I'll be long gone, right? Who'll be like, oh my God, my great great grandmother, she was the freaking coolest. She did these uh, podcasts. She was this on Facebook. She did these live videos. Like people who are scared of live video, I'm like, it's a legacy you're leaving behind for your family. Like, my, like, I think about this all the time. This is, I don't mean for it to be morbid, but I was raised by my Nana. Mm-hmm. And she passed away in 2017. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know if you've ever had your phone do this before, but my phone, that phone number, Verizon erased my voice messages. Mm. Like I had saved a whole bunch of voice messages from her because we call, I called her every single day at 9 a.m. Um, yeah. And then she would call me all the time. And like sometimes I'd obviously be working or whatever. And she would leave a voice message. I saved every single one of those. They're gone. Like, I don't know what happened, but Verizon, I'm going to sue Just you. No, I'm kidding. Them? But they're gone. I don't know, yeah. like, this is obviously from years ago now, right? Like, the last time she probably right. called me was, like, 2015. Because, um, I, I mean, I kept calling her, but the last time she called me was probably six years ago. And what if I had video of her, you know? Mm-hmm. And I grew up poor, so there was no, like, video cameras or anything, right? What if I had more audio of her? Like, I'll never hear her voice again. And so I think about the people that won't get courageous and do interviews, won't get courageous and hit live on a live video, won't get courageous and make a freaking TikTok or an Instagram TV or an Instagram story or whatever, because they're so scared that people are, what, judging them? Yeah. What about the people? I was one of them. Yeah. Like, what about your babies? They can go back. I'm going to have, I go live every day. I started doing it in 2018 for my business. Yep. Right. And I use it now to share messages of hope, share messages of dreams, share the story on how we started our business because we took action, right? I share that message. And now my kids, if I were to die tomorrow, they can go back and listen to me speak to strangers, right? To the camera, but they'll be able to see who I am and the message that I'm sharing with the world is going to live forever. Exactly. And like, what if like five generations from now, there's like a little baby boy and he looks exactly like you. And people keep saying, you look just like your great, great, great grandfather. Oh my God, go watch this video right now. Like just stuff like that. I think about that, you know? And I mean, I've got crazy dreams. Like my big, I'm, I'm excited to be in the mastermind with you. One of my things that I'm, I'm working on is um, like, I'll just go back to business just for a second. But I, I don't, I have no interest honestly in multifamily homes or properties or whatever. It just doesn't yeah. excite me. Like I have to have a level of like, my investments have to excite me and make me like, ooh, that's kind of sexy. I like that stuff. So um, luxury, luxury rentals and places that I love to travel. So um, I'm working right now. Ooh, on we, a, should, we, should, we should do one in Nicaragua. Um, I actually have, I know where some land is in San Juan del Sur, if you want to. Oh, let, I love San Juan del yeah. Sur. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Let's go. Let's connect. <laughs> uh, for sure. I have some connections out there. But like, yeah, Nicaragua is a great example. Um, you know, I'm working on a, a project right now in Cabo. Italy is my, I'm working with somebody from the mastermind actually right now uh, on a, a huge Italian villa as well. And then repurposing that for my business. But anywhere that I, A, build business and B, uh, really just love to travel. Mm. You know, I want to have somewhere everywhere that I can, I can use for multiple different business purposes. And I have, I have some vision on some of that stuff for sure. But it's the same concept of, you know, what are you leaving behind? You know, what are, what are, what tangible things can you leave behind? And, uh, and I think about that a lot, but I, I, I love to travel and I like to travel a little bit, like a little bougie. So I want to have, you know, villas and houses and whatever. And, and yeah, that kind of stuff excites me. So. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I know, I know you are very busy. I don't want to take up too much time. Thank you so much for, 
for being here because like you said earlier, and I feel special about it because you did say your most valuable asset right now is your time. So I really, really, really am grateful that you gave me your time. We are friends, yes. but where can our listeners get to know you, follow you? And if you could share just one thing for them to do to break out or to start a business like the one you did, I would love for you to, to share that. So first start off where, where they can find you and then just one yeah. thing that they can do today or tomorrow. <laughs> no, today. <laughs> today. So I first want to say thank you for having me. I loved meeting you. I loved your energy. Your personality was so big when I met you. I was like, oh my God, like I love him. We are going to be, we are totally going to be friends. So I'm glad this all obviously worked out how it has. And uh, you're, you're going to Vegas next month, right? I see you in Vegas. I am. Okay, good. Yep. So good, good, good. So I'll see you in Vegas also. I'm excited. Yes. Yep. Um, and where you can find me, I'm Jesse Lee Ward. That's my name. You can Google me. You'll, everything will pop up too. But Instagram is I'm Boss Lee. I-M-B-O-S-S-L-E-E. So is TikTok. Facebook is Jesse Lee Ward. My podcast is The People's Mentor. I'm Jesse Lee Ward on YouTube. Um, and you can probably send smoke signals and I'll find that too. <laughs> but uh, I, I, li I live on social media, so for sure. Um, my one thing I'll tell people to do um, is, well, I'll, I'll give you like two different ones. Number one, go personally develop. Like we'll pull that full circle really fast. But I have a different way of personally developing than a lot of people do. Because a lot of people will set a... Like, uh, they'll be like, oh, I have to personally de develop for an hour. Like, people do this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. think that when you set a time limit on it, you actually screw yourself over. Because what happens is you're not actively listening the way you would if you were really listening for a clear takeaway that you could instantly implement. So when I'm mm -hmm. coaching people, I don't tell them, go, go develop for a half hour. Go read for 20 minutes. I'm like, go listen or read or watch or whatever your preferred method is. Until you have an actionable step. And I think for a lot of people that takes the pressure off of personal development because people really think they need to sit down for an hour and they freak out about that. What yep. if you listened, yep. like if you're listening to this and I, now it's too late in the call, I guess they've listened to the whole flipping thing, the whole podcast, but like go listen again. And until you hear something that you go, oh, yes, which might be 30 seconds, hit mm -hmm. pause. Stop binging stuff. I want more people to listen and implement right away. Listen and implement right away. Listen or watch or read and implement right away. I think it'll take the pressure off. You'll change the person really quickly. Um, that's my first thing. And then my second thing is I would love for everybody who is listening or watching or whatever it is, however you're consuming this content, just go out and do one thing that scares you on social media right now. Like what? Right now. Is it right now? You don't know how to TikTok hit the button and try you don't know how to go live you know how patrick started going live he hit the button in 2018 and he started going live he didn't know what he was doing none of us did okay does do posts make you nervous do photos make you nervous because you don't like how you look let me tell you something today's the best you're probably gonna look you know if you feel like you're in an aging state all right i say that all the time to people i'm <laughs> like take the photos you know, quit yeah. judging your body, you know, quit judging your face. And oh my, I'm, I'm on a freaking tangent. Lord, Patrick, I talk too damn much. All right. But let me tell you, whenever, <laughs> whenever people look at photos, cause you're your worst critic in every group photo, here's what people do. They go, there I am. Okay. Let me see. No, that's a bad photo of me. Redo it. Like you can't even see yeah. him. You know what I mean? But you're so critical. I want you to think in your head for a minute here. What would your mom 
or your dad or whoever it is you're super close with, whoever that relationship is, what would they say about you in that photo? Because I bet you they'd be like, look how beautiful my baby girl is. Look how handsome my baby boy is. Oh my God, you're gorgeous. Even on your worst day. So take the photo, upload the photo, do a little self-love, get it done, get it done, get it done. It'll change, it'll change your whole life. So go do whatever it is that's giving you anxiety on social media. Go do it right now. Get off of this podcast. Go do it right now. Awesome. Awesome. Again, I can't thank you enough. I really loved having you on. We could do it again sometime. For and sure. uh, I'll see you in Las Vegas. Oh my God, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see you. And then we have to talk about Nicaragua and Nicaragua and food trucks. Yes. <laughs> Let's we'll do. do it. I'm excited. Picanha truck coming soon. That's your third takeaway. Third takeaway. Go buy some steak from my oh, food I truck. I stopped recording. Oh, come on. They needed to buy steak from my food truck. 